0: The developers of Final Fantasy XIV have been playing tricks and pranks on Blizzard employees, with one report suggesting that they keep showing up outside of the windows and pressing ham. In other fake news, this is Nuclear Grenade Podcast. Uh. Welcome to Nuclear Grenade Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Land. With me, as always, is Havoc, a.k.a. The Hey-Ho. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's, as always, jump right into
1: uh, the games we've been playing. You want to start us off, Hey-Ho? Sure. Uh, Well, the free Epic Games this week, there's two of them. One is called Bridge Constructor The Walking Dead, and the other one is Ironcast. Um, Bridge Constructor The Walking Dead is, if you've ever played a Bridge Constructor game... It's kind of like a physics game where you have to choose how you want to build the bridge so that you can get something across it, be it a vehicle or people or multiple vehicles. Um, and Bridge Constructor The Walking Dead has that element, but it's also got other elements as well, uh, which makes it a little bit different than the normal game you might have played on your, your phone or your tablet. Um, in Bridge Constructor The Walking Dead, like there's actual levels that you have to take characters through Um, It's kind of like a stage, kind of, and you have to go through it and do puzzles and uh, collect materials that you can use on building your next bridge. Um, It's got very positive reviews out of 58 whopping uh, total reviews. Mm -hmm. It came out November 19th, 2020. Uh, Developer is Clockstone. Publisher is Heads Up. Um, And I got to play a little bit of it It's okay, you know, it's not really, like, if you're a Walking Dead fan, it's not gonna be like, oh, you know, this is The Walking Dead, and like, I'm super excited because it's The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. No, it's a bridge constructor game with some uh, Walking Dead characters. Uh, Like, on the cover, you can see that there's Daryl, there's Eugene, um, and Michelle, I think her name is, I forget, but- Michelle. Yes, I haven't seen the show in a while. but, like, those aren't the main characters you actually get to see often in the game. They kind of just make cameo uh, appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that one. If you're interested so It's in- kind of
0: like a theme. It's basically just like a Walking Dead theme for a bridge constructor game.
1: Exactly. It doesn't really have anything to do with anything other than, you know, there's zombies in the puzzles. <laughs> so
0: I guess if you love Bridge Constructor and also, like... <laughs> walking dead
1: (laughs) yeah or if you just like bridge constructor games because the the physics are is actually pretty good in this one Mm -hmm. and uh it's fun you know and i could see playing it. it's It's like a good game that you could play like on a tablet or phone especially yeah yeah um you have anything to say about that one or any
0: questions i think i've played bridge constructor or a game like it on my uh, ipad years ago but
1: yeah, they've been around for a while, and like the the newer they get, the uh, a lot of times the more complex they get. The physics get better. Um, mm-hmm. Like there's different materials, you know, so you have to kind of weigh out the bridge in a certain way if you're going to use multiple materials. Um, but I didn't get that far, <laughs> so I'm just going off of some of the research that I dug into in the game. Uh, but. It, it's got good reviews and if you're interested, uh, you should check it out. It's only, I think it's it's five bucks on, or it's 10 bucks on Steam, but right now it's free on Epic. So if you're interested at all, get it now while it's free <laughs> on Epic. Uh, the second game on Epic uh, that's free this week is called Ironcast. It's a gem matching game. Um, mm. Kind of like Candy Crush in a way. We always uh, uh, use the Candy Crush meme um, when we talk about video games that are kind of shallow for, like, really casual players. But this one's interesting because uh, there's a lot more strategy involved with it because there's different types of gems. Uh, there, and depending on which ones you link up will actually depend on what your mech does. And mm-hmm. to go back a little bit, it's a steampunk game, and you have a mech that you use to fight other mechs. And to do yeah. this, you have to play a gem matching game. And mm-hmm. uh, there's gems for uh, recouping your shields. There's gems for uh, repairing stuff. There's gems for using your weapons. So there are strategy elements to it. Uh, there's RPG elements to it, like upgrading stuff.
0: Yeah, I actually think I saw Total Biscuit do a video on this way back in the day. Um. Yeah, it's kind of like a puzzle quest, except with the, uh, yeah, steampunk robots.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, and, and you, I think you probably did, because it, it did come out in 2015, so it came out yeah. a while ago. So you're probably right, it probably was this that you saw. Um, developer on that is Dreadbit, and publisher is Ripstone. 687 reviews, mostly positive on Steam. Um... I guess I don't really have much to say about it. Uh, some, some of the reviews that I was reading, uh, one of the biggest complaints is that the game doesn't really respect your time. And it's kind of a rogue light, you know, so if you mm-hmm. die, like, you have to restart, and a lot of people don't like that, and there there's certain points where you have to fight two mechs, and I guess you have to get, like, really lucky or be really good uh, to, to actually yeah. succeed in those battles, and if you fail, well, the consequences are pretty shitty, I guess, so... Um, yeah.
0: Is there a meta, um, meta-leveling?
1: I would imagine so. Uh, I don't know. Um, I didn't get to play really at all, oh, but...
0: Persistent rewards from one game session to the next, so yeah? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and actually, there's a little, uh, curator quote from Total Biscuit right here. It's a steampunk mech match 3 RPG with a little FTL tossed in for good measure. Lots of replayability, tactical combat, and satisfying match 3 here we go
1: for me like as soon Rift as i biscuit. see gem matching i automatically become disinterested and that's probably not very fair of me to do um i should probably give it more of a chance but it's it's or try puzzle quest puzzle quest is an awesome game it's like match three for
0: the battles and but it had huge like overworld progression and stuff
1: so... well so if there's a game that's going to change my mind about gem matching puzzle quest would be it yeah okay yeah
0: that's a good one it's an old school one really old school but
1: okay i might check it out yeah but that's it that's it for the uh two epic games this week
0: okay uh so we did play together um grounded um what have you thought so far um
1: well first of all uh we're doing a playthrough series on youtube and uh we're releasing an episode every tuesday and every friday at 6 p.m. eastern time so tuesday friday, friday come and join us on those days um but yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's 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 a lot of fun it's chill it's relaxed so if you need an hour of entertainment on tuesday or friday night um yeah, c- come and chill uh we have a lot of fun playing it you know it's um a good excuse to hang out but uh it's good, you know, coming from a uh, heavy um, open-world survival RPG background. Um, yeah, you have a lot more experience than I do in these games. It's my favorite genre of game, and I like it. It's good. It's it's really good. Um, it's it's not Ark, and it's not Seven Days yeah. to Die. It is different. Um, and I know I bring up Raft a lot on this but it's like the Raft version of Ark I think is the best way to put it Um, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun especially because we get to play co-op it's very challenging in the the way that there's enemies that are so high above where you're at that if you encounter them you're pretty much fucked and there's not really a whole lot you can do about it Um, Mm -hmm. so that's something that for me, has taken some getting used to. Um, you know, the the craft, everything made sense to me, like, pretty fast. Like, as soon as we got yeah, into it, the game... It's I, intuitive. It's very intuitive. Like, if you're coming from a 7 Days or Arc background, you'll know what to do pretty quick. You'll you'll look at the crafting menu, you'll get that. Um, the gameplay is just, you know, first person or third person. Uh, I prefer first person. Um, and going into it, I didn't know anything about it really. I, I knew it was an open world survival RPG, and I thought it looked really cool. You know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and uh, the it, it is Honey, the, I Shrunk the Kids. It's yeah. very pretty, and it's a cool environment. The map size is not massive, but it's not small either. It's it's a good size the the Mm -hmm. map and there's parts of it that are very vertical as well like in our playthrough. yeah which which, add to it which adds to it like the different levels um and we had just gotten to the tree of life is what i call it i don't know what it's called (laughs) but it's this massive tree the berry tree um that you can make berry leather with yeah um but it's this massive tree and like I think that's the coolest part of the game so far. Like we had just finally got, I think it's in episode six where we finally went out and we really started to explore the map and we stumbled across this huge tree and I, I don't know why, but I really, really like how they did that. It's, it's very pretty and, Mm -hmm. uh, very cool. And it's fun to explore. So should be able to eat the berries though. Yeah. The berry chunks. You should be able to eat those. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That should be able to. You should be able to live on that for days. You know?
1: Yeah. Sugar,
0: calories, fiber. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yum yum. Vitamin C. Yeah. All the drink, like the water, the juice. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I really. Uh, it, it's definitely a lot funner with two people. That's for sure. um There's elements that are cool with the single player. I like that. You know, it's. You can do it single player. But it'd be. It's really hard in many ways. Like. Because I think the bugs have either too much health or they deal too much damage right now, um, and I know like you want things to be imposing and stuff, but some of them are just yeah they'll kill you in just a couple whacks and they're so much faster than you. And the and the the um, the terrain um, uh, what's the word for it but the interactions with the bugs are pretty weird. Like I don't like when the spiders glitch through your house or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's it's like no, we I mean like the traps that we made like just were told disasters. Like traps should work. Um otherwise it's just it's very hard to um move on to the next level uh of gear and progression, you know.
1: Yeah, the, the grind pacing is kind of slow. I think they had to do that to kind of draw the game out a little bit further than what's As there. As they develop. Yeah, because yeah. the map isn't huge, again. Yeah. you know, So it's not like they can scatter the resources in different regions um, mm. you know, super far away from each other. And even if they did do that with the state that the game is in now, wouldn't it necessarily be a good thing? I think that the size of map that they have now for how the game is set up it was a good size i think if it were any bigger it would take too long to traverse and it would just take too long to get to that region to get whatever you need to get there um
0: yeah well so- plus who knows they could always add i mean i could see in the later on the house yes
1: yeah you know? well when like you look, imagine having a whole house that you're like can explore that would be badass like the living room and the bathroom and yeah. the kitchen yeah yeah Oh, I, that seems like something that'd be really cool to come out on Christmas for some reason. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, where is a Christmas tree there? Yeah. And,
0: then, like, maybe, like, you add cockroaches to fight in the house and, you know,
1: yeah. termites and stuff. Yeah, listen up, dabs. We got some good ideas over here.
0: Yeah. We got some things to say so who knows where it's developing towards um i know they are adding stuff like that at the pond not that long ago
1: yeah well when you look at the map the way it is now like there's the border and then there's a bunch of uh fog of war you know black areas that you can't go into that aren't discoverable yet so it's kind of like an obvious cue that they're going to open up those areas with some kind of new uh territory of some kind so yeah it, it
0: it's also interesting how they have the separate sections on the corner of the map as that are designated like special areas and they're like differently colored. Mm-hmm. It's also where they were differently colored for each of us, but uh, besides the point, uh, like there's the gas area that we haven't really been able to get into. Uh, yeah. So we haven't made gas masks yet, but then there's the whole pond, the underwater bases and stuff you can build.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I don't think we're too far away from accessing those. Uh, The Tree of Life, like uh, what we found out there, if you're playing Grounded or if you're new to it or if you're thinking about playing Grounded, there's this huge tree and uh, there's not super difficult enemies on it. There's just these little small spiders and they're easy to kill. Uh, But there's... uh, Spidey. Spidey. There's little egg sacs. You can break them open. And in those egg sacs, you can find... uh, items crafting items that are actually mm-hmm. really hard to get because like uh instead of having to kill a stink bug to yeah. hopefully get their head and stink bugs aren't the easiest thing to kill nah. you can just go maybe that
0: might, might be one of the hardest enemies in the game
1: it might be but like you can break open an egg sack and like there's the crafting parts that you just got you know instead of having to kill the stink bug you got the stink bug head from just opening this yeah. thing so um Go to that tree, explore, find the tree, and loot it. And the yeah. respawn rate of stuff is pretty fast. I think it's uh, it's like, fair. I'd say it's like half a day. I think I don't mm. even think it's a full day before things respawn. I think some things take longer, like the grass.
0: I think can take a little longer to respawn, or the uh, dandelions.
1: Mm. Feels like they might take a day or a couple days. It would make sense if everything had kind of a different respawn, rate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: and I do like uh, the the verticality. Like, if you think about, like, the anthill, which we haven't gotten into either, um, and all the other bases that we saw that we can't get into yet or whatever, um, just the underground levels that they add, and then also, yeah, then you think about the pond and how big that is depth-wise and the verticality of the tree. Um, They're definitely doing cool stuff like that it's very interesting that way
1: yeah well we're about eight hours into our file i think it's about eight hours that we're in and um we're still like using tier one items or like a lot of tier one items and i think you said it goes up to tier three so Mm -hmm. uh like we haven't been able to access a lot of the more difficult areas you know so eight hours in and we're not it doesn't seem like we're even close to kind of you know, yeah, I getting... think the,
0: the berry leather was a big come up for us, though. I think we need to suck up a lot on that. But once we get uh, ladybugs, start killing them reliably.
1: Yeah. Get I that ladybug we'll get armor.
0: Next, yeah, get to the next level.
1: The next level, Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's fun.
0: Um, I, I've definitely had a blast with the bird feathers and stuff and finding the hot dogs and the <laughs> apples and stuff is just it's a lot of fun and and a sense of wonder i get from discovery in that game is a lot uh there's a lot more of it there for me than like your average survival game Mm. yeah it's like in your average survival oh cool a mountain or oh a pretty lake but this is like oh cool like an action figure a box of mints yeah Um, yeah just Really
1: cool, like like, oh, a garden rake. You know, you're excited to see That's a fair. giant garden rake. That's fair. Um, for, uh, my brother's birthday was uh just just recently happened. One of his, what he wanted was for us to start Seven Days to Die file. So I'm actually going to be doing that and releasing Seven Days to Die uh videos on YouTube uh as well as a playthrough. And he's got way more hours into it than I do. I think he's got like four thousand hours. In Seven Days to Die, and I think I've got like I think I've got like two thousand, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm gonna try to keep my record of not dying. I've died a total of like twenty three times in the two thousand hours that I've played Seven Days to Die. Which, if you play Seven Days to Die, that's a pretty crazy stat. Uh, So for our playthrough, (laughs) I'm hoping not to. uh, Once you hit twenty five, you get an achievement, uh, like a twenty five death achievement, and I don't want that achievement. So you're gonna get it probably well when they send a a, a horde of dogs at you and you're in a building and you get Mm -hmm. cornered you know there's only so much you can do
0: I guess for a noob like you maybe a noob yeah
1: I'm sure your brother I'm sure your brother could handle that super easy
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh wow fuck you man your brothers have no problem with that one
1: (laughs) don't you wish you could figure out how many accumulative hours of playing video games You've had in your life. like, do you think it'd be in the tens of thousands? hundreds of thousands? Probably. Not hundreds, but probably tens. Mm.
0: If I saw the number it'd make me quit.
1: yeah. Well, like uh it's funny because it, I think what surgeons, I think they have what like five thousand hours of like school and practice before they can like go out on their own. I have no idea. Maybe it's five thousand. Maybe it's ten thousand. I think pilots is like ten thousand before you can fly commercial or something like that. But like when you see that you've got so many hours in a game, it's like, well, I could have been learning something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, but...
0: you learn some things, but it's I don't know. It's the Same thing as like the storyteller
1: being around the campfire, yeah. Galen, everyone. So well, you know and I do think that there are skills that you get as a gamer that non gamers don't get or have a much harder time getting like, um, and there was a study done about this too. And what they yeah. found was that were not surgeons didn't it help people be surgeons. <laughs> I, I'm not sure about that. I haven't seen anything about that. I think it was, I won't be surprised though, because one of the things that makes, uh, one thing that gamers have is they're much better at tracking things so like a hardcore gamer who's driving down the road is much more likely to be aware of all the vehicles around him or her, you know, looking in the mirrors and then remembering their heading and kind of just mentally like knowing where they're going to be and when Well someone who doesn't play video games, they'll check the mirror, they'll see the vehicles there, but they won't have as much of a sense of where they're going to be and when.
0: It's like zipping down the highway and he's like, woo, woo gets pulled over. <laughs> Is uh you know how fast you're going? It's okay off. I'm an extreme gamer. <laughs> kind of a hardcore gamer over here. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> On your way, sir.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, it was like, oh, and before you go, here's my number. Call me if you ever want to get in the force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We could really use a gamer like you. Uh he like pulls ahead of you, he's like, Oh, clear the way. We got a gamer <laughs> over here, yeah. We got a gamer driving. Down the- <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, He's a hardcore gamer. It would make more <laughs> sense if like people had different license drivers licenses that allowed them to go different speed limits. You know? Yeah. Like if you can hard- pass a test, like a reaction test or something. I disagree. <laughs> well. I don't know, like a 85-year-old who's has onset dementia versus a 25-year-old guy. You know, mm-hmm. that is healthy You know, one's going to be a much safer driver At 50 miles per I think hour you just don't let the 85 year old drive Well, now you're encroaching on people's freedoms And that's where the debate yeah. comes in <laughs> Yeah. You,
0: if if they pass the test But how do you pass the test if you're That dementia
1: Yeah, well I think they, it, there should be like a How well did you pass the test?
0: Did you just I barely think, pass the test? Yeah, I think they should just put them in like Little kid cars <laughs> <laughs> what? Eh, eh, i'm going to the store oh no yes you are grandma and then she gets out and you like wheel up one of those little toddler carts like shopping carts no. like the toddler would have to play with and it's like here you go grandma and she's just putting plastic fruit
1: oh God. <laughs> I bet you in the not-too-distant future, there'll be, like, automated things for older people where, you know, they can uh, get a subscription service, and it'll be like a a vehicle will arrive at their house by, you know, whatever time, and take them to the store, wait for them, you know, bring them back home. probably already have that. (laughs) I bet you Uber's thinking about making some kind of program like that.
0: (laughs) But they already got it, I want them to put into, like, a, a pickled tank. Where they're hovering, like, like a like a pickle, and there's like just tubes going into a it, pickle keeping it alive.
1: Yeah. Like floating. Yeah. <laughs> like a Zeppelin. Yeah.
0: No, 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 like like a Bacta tank, you know, or that tank uh, Wolverine was made in. Oh, I see. <laughs> 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 Although I, I'm actually surprised more old people don't play video games. You're just like chilling all day in
1: like an old folks home. You know, all the time in the world, like I'd just be gaming, dude. Well, there's this one older lady who has like the world record of most hours spent in Animal Crossing. I guess this lady hmm. played for for the what was the first Nintendo one that came Nintendo console that came out with the motion control? Nintendo Wii? Wii. Yeah. yeah. She, she got on the Nintendo Wii and she played it for like five hours a day, every single day for year I think oh, okay. she's probably still doing it now. Uh and she some say <laughs> some say legend has it. Legend has. It. Yeah. Um but she just like built this huge intricate world in Animal Crossing.
0: Boring. But, yeah. I wouldn't want to do that dude. Sounds like really lame. Like I would want to go to the new game and start over. Like I got to start over every once in a while. Like the people that do Really long, intricate, takes forever stuff, and like Minecraft on this, it's like, oh uh, no,
1: I want to start over. I want to move on, yeah. to something else. Yeah, I'm the same way. I was, I was actually really disappointed, and maybe it was my expectations that screwed me. But I got my wife a Nintendo Switch for her last birthday, and uh, one of the games that I got her with it was Animal Crossing, hoping that it would be like Stardew Valley.
0: And it's not
1: like Stardew Valley at all. And for adults, I would say Animal Crossing is probably kind of a boring, or for me, it was a boring game. I should just put leave it at that. Um, I know a lot
0: of adults are into.
1: Really? Well, it got super good reviews, like tons and tons Mm -hmm. of really super good reviews. And I played. I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think some of it too was like, uh, it was like the start of the pandemic. And so people were at home, and that was the new game. And then it was also very, like, cozy. Oh. Oh. You know, you got control. You know, you're crafting your
1: island. You're doing your stuff. I guess. <clears throat> I could see something like, adapt. Yeah. Maybe I was just expecting, like, more challenge or something. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, I played um, Northgard, which is this Viking RTS um, and it's all right. It kind of reminds me of Age of Empires a little bit, um, kind of on that thing, like that side of the control. Um, and it's kind of got an interesting, uh, setup for an RTS. So you have grayed out bricks or blocks of area, of map, um, and your scouts will unlock these and you discover new stuff. So this one has like a spot for fishing. This one has a rune stone that you can pray at to get lore for unlocks, um, and each tile has a max amount that you can build on, and you can like develop it once to add one more. But uh, um, so you, you have to expand and conquer these new ones um, and make them part of your territory before you can like build new units, and it kind of keeps your base spread out um, in ways and kind of unpredictable, um, but it. It's definitely an interesting idea, and it's kind of fun. Um, I'd say the troop sizes are very low, at least on the campaign. Normally you're defeating like the normal campaign with like 15 guys, you know, 20 troops. Uh, And there's only like a few different types. There's like your base warrior, your axe thrower, your typical tank shieldy guy, Um, and those just make up your units and then you have typically one hero unit um but the campaign's kind of cool uh there's some int- like, like like i said I, I like the way the terrain map works um i haven't played in multiplayer yet but i could see how that is kind of fun where it kind of becomes like a resource control uh game um i mean similar to starcraft where you're trying to get you know the the the, the your multiple bases set up you know however this one, the fact that your base is any territory that you conquer and then build on, uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, it's a little bit slow though, and I th- found myself many times during the campaign being like having to just wait to accumulate the resource I need to just finish it. Um, and I'd already like neutralized all the threats or whatever, so there's some pacing issues um, that I found. And the, the fact that it doesn't have a, a larger troop. Uh, style or mixture of tons of different units is one of the downsides. Um, But they kind of make up for it by each um, tribe. Although they have these things in common, they all have different bonuses, and then certain different technology unlock and, uh, you know, a different starting hero. They're different strengths and weaknesses.
1: Like Protoss and Zerg and Terran. Yeah,
0: but but there's a lot of them and they're less unique than those three are from each other, so they'd be like I think there's like eight in the base game and then uh, there's you know looks like they sell like 10 or so um as dlc uh, so it's all fairly interesting <clears throat> um fairly confident i'll probably play it at the end of the campaign see if anything else unlocks um, i'm enjoying enough for that but it's certainly not a rts game that i'll probably stick with or has really captured my attention
1: so what are you thinking? Like a seven out of ten, eight out of ten? If you had to give it a seven, sure. Seven. Oh. Yeah, maybe six and a half. Okay. And again, uh, we're talking about the game North Guard. North Guard. Yeah, and guard is spelled G-A-R-D. It's it's thirty bucks on Steam. Uh, do you have it on Xbox <clears throat> Game Pass? Uh, no, I have it on Steam. It's on Steam. I okay. think I, I think I got it on a humble bundle. Okay. A long time ago. Okay. Ah, uh, uh, very positive reviews. Thirty thousand reviews, very positive. Came out March seventh, two thousand eighteen. Developer and publisher is both Shiro Games. Um, mm-hmm. looks cool. It's interesting. Um, how, uh, there's been so much interest in Viking lore. One of the best examples of that, uh, it was Valheim. Like I don't know what happened to it, but when that game came out, like, that game was hot for like a month and i haven't Mm. really heard much about it since then i mean i even got into it like i played it a shitload and i had a lot of fun with it i think you said that you had a lot of fun with it Mm. um i'm not sure what's happened to it since then like if the devs came out with any big updates or anything like that that might be kind of cool to look into i think
0: what they're waiting on is the hearth and home it's gonna be the next big one but i'm not sure that there's a time frame maybe it was november or something
1: Perth and homestead so some... sounds like life improvement type of uh, yeah it seems like it but <clears throat> it'll be like the first sizable that'd be nice if they came out with like some automation stuff uh so mm-hmm. everything wasn't so manual yeah.
0: yeah i think they recently did a patch which i thought i i saw i didn't play it but it was like we've upped the aggression on things and then uh it was like two days later i saw like a news article and it was like we've lowered the aggression on
1: things yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's hard to make everyone happy. And uh, a lot of times you fall on one side of the fence, and these developers have to make a judgment call. You know... uh, Well, make it a setting, because I don't... You don't make
0: the base setting, your base gets destroyed constantly by never-ending shirts. And and the map is huge, so it's like, I will never have any time to explore this or to do anything. I'm, like, fending off attacks all the time. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I... I get, I get I get, that point.
0: Shit can kill you
1: quick, too. Yeah, uh, you know, like Ark did that with the... Uh, you know, you can... There's so many settings. Yeah. And, That's uh, probably
0: the, my favorite thing about Ark, is that you can really tailor every little thing.
1: Well, it, it's a good solution to try to make everybody happy, because if you give them the option to change it themselves, well, how can they really bitch, you know? Um, mm. But at the same time, too much choice... Is sometimes not the best thing either because Paralyzed. it's paralyzing, yeah. It's overwhelming. Like, it uh, at some point, you're like, I don't want to make a decision anymore, or like, you make well, it... just make your default settings good enough for people like that, yeah. And with Arc, I would say that their default settings aren't that good,
0: <laughs> no, yeah. It, everything's a little too slow, <laughs>
1: everything's a little too slow. Yeah, you yeah. thought ground should have like
0: a solo mode, like where you hit solo start and then it automatically boosts everything up to, you know, 3x or whatever.
1: Yeah, I was actually thinking about coming out with a YouTube video and uh, having it uh, send people to a Google Docs where I would just copy and paste all my INI file settings so people can just replicate the settings that I use. Because, like, the settings mm. that I have, it, I think is like the perfect balance. And, of course, so,
0: the perfect. I've really nailed in the exact perfect je ne sais quoi of
1: the arc settings. Yes, it's achievable. Like, uh, yes. you can get it figured out. Like, the taming speed, the taming modifiers, the breeding modifiers, <laughs> the gestation modifiers, there's a lot to go over, so I think people would like it if someone just, you know... Especially if you described whatever setting did. Ooh, that would take Explain. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> that would take Excellent. a long time and gestation is <laughs> a period of... all monotone
0: <laughs> i believe that 3x is a good setting if you are planning on breeding a lot of dinosaurs
1: <laughs> if you work 8 hours a day you might want the setting of a 13 times multiplier but if you're just going to school about 3 or 4 hours a day a six times multiplier would be good.
0: 6.75 multiplier. <laughs> it's more
1: jobless with a baby. Go to the thousandth decimal yeah. place. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, if you work as a fast food cook, you can approximately <laughs> just cover like, everything. Yeah. yeah. Now, on to breeding rates.
1: <laughs> you know, actually, I. I was gonna um, put this on my community uh, thing as a poll to kind of question uh, you guys and ask you. You smoke bowls. Yeah, I smoke bowls. And poles. Poles? Oh, I thought I said bowls. Nope. I prefer vaping, though. But. Vaping poles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were talking about not being able to make everybody happy. And if you're on YouTube, if you make YouTube content, you'll know what I'm talking about when uh, I say that a lot of times you get trolls, yes, but a lot of times you get like criticism too, and like some really negative comments where it's like, yeah, there's a good point in there, but Jesus Christ, like tone it down a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and I was wondering, put in the comments section, how do you prefer YouTubers to respond to comments like that? From my point of view, I think that with trolls and really negative comments, the best thing that you can do is just leave it alone. Like, a lot of times, uh, what will happen, from a, a YouTuber, that shit, <laughs> from a YouTuber's perspective, what will happen is they'll check their comments, and then there will be a section called, held for review, and they'll click on that. And that's where a lot of the trollish and super negative comments go. And what I do is I usually approve them, and then I don't say anything, but, mm. You know, maybe I should just not approve them. You know, maybe I should delete them so nobody ever sees them, or maybe I should approve them and then like hit back, or which I think is kind of petty and a waste of time, and you'd drive yourself crazy if you wanted to combat all the trolls and negative reviews out there. But how do you guys think is the best way to handle something like that? Like, do you think it's gross when a YouTuber gets into a squabble? With a commenter, is it best? Just... I do. I do. You do. So, yeah. you, you think uh, the YouTubers should just approve all the comments approve and ignore and ignore Prove and ignore? Okay,
0: yeah, as long as it's not like a threat or something or, that you could be held.
1: Well, if it's like super vulgar, like suck my dick, faggot, or something like that, like, yeah, I mean, that's would you approve that, but, or would you?
0: I'm a vulgar man, so yeah,
1: I would. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing like some of the YouTube comments. It's like who the fuck are these people and the answer is they're five-year-old kids <laughs> A lot of them are young people. Yeah, uh, and I think about myself when I was like
0: a little 12 year old Like I thought I knew everything you were in it. I mean, I still feel that way, but you are the idiot mm-hmm. and I would go off on people so and I mean I, they did we even have the internet like that back then so mm-hmm. I imagine how I uh, and the anonymity is not there so yeah i don't i try not to take anything people say online uh too seriously
1: yeah well i came into especially because i say shit too. yeah i came into youtube with uh some rhino skin because uh on facebook i would go and i would get in political debates and for me mm. it was like a uh, a mental exercise you know True. and uh, then you come to youtube and it's like i can see how for like uh younger kids and stuff being on youtube would be a bad idea because there's a lot of well, hate there's a lot of criticism and well, back
0: in the day they like, i thought it was they're not even supposed to be on there until they're 13. yeah
1: yeah well they, they can lie change the they can lie yeah
0: well they could always
1: lie but still yeah. i like, think that makes sense yes it does it does for sure but i don't know i, I just thought that was an interesting question i kind of uh was hoping to get some feedback from well, everybody on well, I mean, just think about,
0: too, like, online games. I mean, remember, like, luckily, like, we were teenagers when, like, Xbox Live became, like, a thing.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: or, like, pr- like, end of eighth grade. And so I remember, um, yeah, dude, like, just being able to talk to other people with headsets, like, the shit we would say, dude, because it was, like, Wild West cowboy times back then. There was no report system or... Mm-hmm. You know, um,
1: I heard it, but I never participated in it.
0: Like, oh, I, I'd talk all sorts of shit, but like, you, you had to think too. Parents didn't know about it back then either, and so like parents would be, like, oh, he's just playing a video game, like Mario. That's fine. Yeah, Nintendo. Everything <laughs> like, was Nintendo.
1: Are you playing like, Nintendo he in there?
0: Hard f bombs, <laughs> hard like fags being dropped left and right, and getting called gay, and, Yeah. Like, just hearing all sorts of like horrible, dead baby jokes, all that type of shit people were into back then
1: yeah yeah sure. Sure. yeah i i heard all of it you know i, I had headphones and i left chat <laughs> on most of the time unless, unless someone would be blaring music or some annoying shit. like I, I would leave it on and i would listen to it but i thought i would be way cooler to be the one who was like really good but never said anything so yeah. i never said anything and i was really good
0: <laughs> i was pretty decent and i yeah i would definitely talk shit although when you're in game, you're only talking to your teammate. So I was never really a bad teammate. Like I never got mad if someone wasn't doing well because I was just trying to get my kill count up. I didn't care if we won or lost really. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, dude, at the end game, when you're talking, I'm like, "Oh, you suck, dude." <laughs> How many times are you going to eat my headshots, baby boy?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was always a kill-to-death ratio person. And the problem with being a kill-to-death ratio person is yeah, the further you get into it, the more weight there is to not fuck it up. Like with yeah. se- seven days to die, like I've got over 2,000 hours and I've only died like 20 times. Like yeah. I don't think there's anybody out there with stats like that. And I'm playing on survival difficult.
0: Keep in mind, podcast. He said 23 last time. It's around
1: 20. I'll have to check. It'll be
0: 15 next time. I'll have to check.
1: Somebody brings it up. We'll watch. (laughs) I'll paste it. I'll edit it in so everybody can see the glory.
0: (laughs) Nobody's got stats like me, bro.
1: What I can't prove is the difficulty that I play on, which is survival, Mm -hmm. which is one down from the hardest.
0: Oh, not even the hardest. Wow. And you're bragging about this? Wow. why don't you call me when you're your brother playing on the hardest <laughs> difficulty?
1: <laughs> you know, I've never really been like. To me, the hardest difficulty has never been the funnest. Sucks. It's
0: it, usually not the funnest.
1: It's just grind, and yeah. some of it's it is. It's usually
0: as unfun as the easiest of
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's just everything is just so stacked against you that it's like, mm, like uh, probably the worst example of that I can think of is Borderlands Two when you get into vault hunter mode and like you run out of ammo. Like I, once I got into vault hunter mode, I was so surprised. Cause like I ran out of ammo trying to kill one normal enemy. Like <laughs> on the very first level. It's like, how Hell the yeah. fuck are you ever supposed to get through this? I <laughs> get some
0: powerful guns.
1: Oh yeah. Or a lot of friends. I don't yeah. know, but
0: yeah. Good luck getting those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> alright so you also were playing uh, Wildermyth you were saying Uh, do you have anything to say
1: yeah so uh, Wildermyth is uh, really good it's it's $25 which I think might be a little overpriced uh, personally Um, and that's not to say it's a bad game uh, but there's uh, loops in it where um, like you'll play the same stage uh, over and over again And that can kind of get tedious and a a little lame. Uh, The combat can kind of get, uh, you know, once you kind of get it down, it's kind of the same thing every time, kind of. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, these are just my criticisms. There's a lot of pros to the game as well. Uh, I I think I've got like 10 hours into it, and I've had a lot of fun with it up to this point. I think I'm in the second, I'm starting the third chapter. That's what it is. Uh, Or the third camp, or not the third chapter, but the third campaign. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, like everything kind of accumulates, which is really cool. So like uh, you get crafting materials, and you can craft stuff for your people. Uh, the retirement thing, I'm still kind of getting used to, because uh, mm. you gotta kind of time things out. Because in Wildermyth, like you get these characters, and then you start equipping them, and like spending resources on them, and they start getting really good, and then they get old, and then you have to retire them. So you gotta kind of pace it so your newer younger characters start getting some of the good equipment and becoming more powerful um so that way you have someone to replace the old guys once they go um but yeah like the character development is really cool like you kind of become attached to the characters a little bit some of them like every once in a while you get a character that fits their role perfectly and they kind of act like the way that you'd want them to act in the game, like in in the dialogue. Um, And it's like, wow, I really like this character. And then it's like, oh, well, this character's retiring at the end of this chapter. It's like, goddammit. You know? Um, So that's kind of weird for me. I've never really played a tactics game where that's been something that, uh, you know, you've had to deal with. But I guess it keeps things fresh.
0: Yeah. yeah i think with the third campaign that goes up to like five chapters and you get a little more feel for that then too because you really go through like two life generations or whatever like two full ones
1: oh i noticed that like going through the first several uh sec- two chapters um that the second or the second campaign was much longer and it had like mm-hmm. yeah yeah more time yeah, i think it's
0: yeah yeah and so, uh, yeah, I think the third one steps it up another notch. Yeah. And yeah, I'd say too. I, I do agree. Like, I think the other campaigns, I think, too, use different tile sets depending on the um, areas you're at, based on the five monster types or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do say, I do say, they could have a, a few more level layouts. Like, they have a good amount of assets in each of those, um, so they could definitely play around with that a little more. Mm. change things up like that. I do kind of like some of the missions where it's like you have to run from this place or you get swarmed by monsters. and So they change things up a little bit like that.
1: Yeah, there's also like escort missions that, are, that can be challenging
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, fun where they just keep on sending swarms of enemies at you and you gotta try yeah. to niggle your way past them to get to an area. Uh, so yeah. there's a lot of things that they've done right. And I mean the way it stands right now I'd probably give like a 7.5 out of 10 or mm. or maybe even 8 out of 10 uh but I feel like they still have some work to do with uh, uh making it feel not as much of a game loop where everything is kind of the same I, I don't know how to phrase that better uh but it, you know for 25 bucks I don't think you'll be disappointed I think it's more of like a 15 dollar game maybe 20 dollar game But that's just my
0: opinion. Yeah, I disagree. I think you try it on a harder difficulty too, Um, because I think the way the battles worked out for me were always pretty um, interesting. Um, Because there's a lot of enemy types, and they do have a lot of different abilities. Uh, I guess like I guess part of the problem for me though does come down to the fact that your characters aren't getting, like you get to once you level up or whatever they get the meta level up you can choose like a new ability or upgrade an ability and those can kind of change and make characters feel different but you don't have enough of those levers that really change the way a character plays I guess like I mean you could take like a Ranger and make them like a dagger wielding and use the silk step and go more into um, uh, paths like that but you are kind of at the mercy of RNG um, at that part as well
1: So. Yeah, you know, maybe I'll try turning up the the difficulty. You might be right about that, but um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you do this, uh, but I like to save a lot, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so like I'll save before I initiate a battle. That way, if like my favorite character dies, I can just reload. Do do uh, you do that save as well? Scum? Um, no. I well, I haven't so far. I don't. I, I don't think I have.
0: And yet, I don't even actually play on the Iron Man difficulty, but I think that's the better way to play, for sure.
1: And that's the hardest difficulty?
0: No, it's it's not even a difficulty. Oh. It's just a permadeath. Yeah. You can't save. It saves automatically every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the way it should be played.
1: Yeah, that would be the most legit way to do it, for sure. Uh, but I guess, now that I've learned how to play it well, maybe it'd be worthwhile to like go back and do that and yeah. accept the sacrifices because
0: yeah. well and i think yeah. too even after you have well i think maybe there's like what five campaign like story campaign but even after those the game is still fun playing like the five uh doing the different size generic campaigns which are randomly generated um, or more randomly generated um, so i definitely some fun to be found in that it's quite a bit of fun i definitely think it's worth 25 bucks hands down um But if you're on the fence, just wait for a sale and grab it. And it should be even more updated by then, too.
1: Yeah, well, Halloween's coming up, right? Yeah. Uh, So maybe maybe we'll be on sale then. Uh, Yeah, as far as tactics games goes, I love tactics games. And I haven't gotten to play a good tactics game since, I don't know, Final Fantasy Tactics, like back in 1990 something yeah no it was probably in the 2000s but it was a while ago it was like a decade ago that i played last i played a good final fan or uh tactics game Um, you
0: know what well actually there is modding for it too but one thing just to cut you off real quick but uh one thing i was thinking is what one thing you could do is uh add uh prestige classes which i bet you could do with the um uh i bet they'll have mods for something like that maybe um because that would really help. Taking the three base classes and then separating them out more um, would be. I think that would help go a long way um, with differentiating that loop a little bit, uh, as you're saying, um, and just having a little more selection. Being like, instead of always having two warriors, two archers, or and a mage, you'd have, you know, a barbarian and, and a knight, and then I could either have know the blood mage or this other type of mage Mm. or do i want the stealthy ranger sword ranger or do i want the archer mate uh ranger so i think that would probably help
1: yeah yeah that's not a bad idea Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it um it's really good the way it is you know it is it's Um, very good (laughs) but like every game there's always room for improvement so it's Mm. never a bad thing to hypothesize what could be (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, and especially with the mod support, um like the Steam Workshop stuff, so yeah.
0: we'll see it probably only get better. Yeah, We will see. Yeah. I guess uh finally the only other game I've been playing has just been NBA two K twenty one still. Uh playoffs are almost over. I just got uh just beat the finals. So I'll probably done playing it did my one season.
1: Man, that game really but, got you. You've been playing that for months now.
0: Yeah, come on. Well, with the NBA Finals and stuff, uh, play it. Character was fun. Yeah, I got the Finals MVP, season MVP, Rookie of the Year.
1: No big deal. Signed
0: a hundred and ten million contract. The board asked me who I want on the team. I said, "Give me Kawhi Leonard." So boom. But now I'm just like a super powerhouse team.
1: Can you play uh, against other people? Like, have you played against anybody else? No, I could. Uh, that's you
0: know a lot of people do it. Um, PC's kind of filled with cheaters, I guess, and they don't do anything to stop it. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't get any like I don't really like playing those type of games uh, multiplayer. multiplayer online. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's always uh, people who find workarounds and kind of like uh, cheap tactics. Like all they do is they Google like. Uh, best ways to fuck over somebody in this game, and they go and like practice fucking people over, and they get really good that at it. Fun. That is fun. I mean, I, I, I played League of Legends for a
0: long time. I, should, I might reinstall and play a little bit, but uh, yeah, I never trolled, but um, I did think it was funny if someone was trolling, and everyone on your team would be mad, and I'd just be like, well, I'm gonna lose, but this is. Very
1: funny. <laughs> the last time I've done that, the last time I trolled people in a game, it was Mario Kart 8, and it was me and Blaze, and we uh, created a team called Team Pentacourt, and we were both bald, and my name was Penta and his name was Court, and we lo- looked like these deformed monstrosities. And we were both really good at at that game, yeah. and we've never lost. We we were always number one or number two in every one of the races we ever did. And we would just go in there and fuck with people, like we we would keep knocking them off the track, and then like waiting for them to come back on. And then we, oh,
0: those poor little
1: kids, yeah, and, and... just literally racing as eight year olds to be like,
0: oh, nerd. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I almost came in third once, and almost came, and Blaze had set a banana. Like uh, a little (laughs) ways before the finish line, and the person ahead of me that we've been fucking with hit it, and I passed him (laughs) right at the last (laughs) (laughs) second. He must have been so pissed because he thought he got me. Blaze hooked it up. We should have Blaze on the show. I talk about him so much. Sure.
0: Alrighty, um, so those games we've been playing, I guess we can move on to the news, which there's not a lot, not a lot to talk about, um, uh, Summer Games, uh, done quick, we mentioned it last week, uh, apparently it raised $3 million uh, for Doctors Without Borders, so that's awesome. That is awesome. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people tuning in, donating money, watching people speedrun video games. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? This this will probably spur on a bunch more people to get into Uh, speedrunning. Whereas we call them
1: losers. (laughs) With nothing else better to do, for fuck's sake.
0: I can only afford one video game, so I'm going to
1: play it until it's dead. Until you're autistically good at it. Yeah, dude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. And then we got um, the new Genshin Impact 2.0 update. So this looks like it's going to be a pretty big update. Um, it's going to add a whole new region, which will have three islands. And it looks like the of those islands over the next few patches and stuff will grow to six islands in that uh, new region. And they all got quests and NPCs and all that good stuff. Um uh,
1: my wife will love to hear that. She's a yeah. big Genshin Impact player.
0: Mm. Yeah. Impact Tard huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, it's a good game. You know, I think it's better than Breath of the Wild, even. Wow. I wasn't impressed with Breath of the Wild. And I think if you're gonna play a game like that, Genshin Impact is actually superior. But yeah. and I hate to say I that. Think, I hate to say part it because I'm old. Part
0: about but. Breath of the Wild I like though was the movement. Uh, and i don't think Genshin impact movement is nearly as good.
1: Mm. It's to glide and slide and perhaps but you know it's also Nintendo so they get some uh, points taken away for handicap cuz you know they've they've got that high quality name built already. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So they it... do
0: refine thing refine games down to a very like you know perfectly polished point.
1: Yeah, and with smaller developers, like for me, I always kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. Like I kind of look at them as like a glass half full. You know, but with like a big developer or a AAA type of thing, it's like, well, I'm going to look at them glass half empty because you expect well, so much more with their budget. Who makes Genshin Impact? What's that? Who makes
0: Genshin Impact? Are they really China? Are they Yeah. Co- so how do they small Communist Isn't China it power- makes it? <laughs> you got the power of China behind that. You got it? Genshin Impact Devs,
1: developer? Publishers. Oh, that's Mihoyo. weird.
0: MiHoYo and Shang Miha Touring Film Technology Company. Yeah. It's probably some like multi-trillion dollar company.
1: You want to know something weird? I started typing in Genshin Impact. I think I had Genshin uh, put in, and it's like, Genshin Impact developer, China. It's like yeah. it, it, the microphone knew. Google's been yeah. listening.
0: Speaking of China, the next uh, perfect lead-in to the next news story. Tencent Games is using facial recognition to limit minors' game time in China. Companies ruled out a new measure to try and curb video game addiction amongst minors to comply with government regulations.
1: Well, there's uh, nothing
0: creepy about that. Nope. So the software makes use of AI to determine if a players are attempting to trick the system forcing players offline if they either fail or reject the request for the scan. This applies to all 10-cent games between the hours of 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. The use of AI will allow the system to detect players using tricks to circumvent the check while continually learning from fraudulent attempts that were successful. Uh, The measure, called the Midnight Patrol, is another system that Tencent has implemented since Chinese authorities drafted a bill of requirements aimed at curbing video game addiction amongst Chinese minors. This included the requirement to have games use real names for account creation so that playtime and spending could be monitored and restricted for players under the age of 18. These requirements were put in place after gaming-related incidents sparked the authorities' interest, according to Sixth Tone. Uh, yeah, and they're the largest, uh, Tencent's largest publisher for games in China, accounting for 55% of the gaming market share, and also reduces the country's most popular mobile game, Honor of Kings, a MOBA-inspired League of Legends, which was the China's uh, highest-grossing mobile game, 2019-2020. Wow. So, wow, they also own Riot, so they own League of Legends of Valorant. Oh, they just bought clay, too, yeah. That's oh, that's right.
1: your favorite death.
0: Yeah, uh, the creators don't starve. So yeah, Dang. wow.
1: How do you feel about all that? Uh, I don't like it. Yeah, well, I don't either. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't. I don't know China. Like, I've never lived there, but I feel like you know, maybe that's a parents' problem.
1: Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's not up to so, the I mean, government.
0: They're, well, they're authoritarian governments. So they kind of do what they want. And from their perspective,
1: you know, this is how you do it. We know what's best for everybody. So do what we say. Otherwise, we'll arrest you at the point of a gun.
0: Well, at this case, like they just prevent you from even being able to do it.
1: Well, hopefully, like if their AI actually works, which who knows if it will, you know, I'm sure kids are smart enough to learn how to get around it, hopefully. Or maybe. Well, it's an AI, so apparently it'll learn from those attempts. Uh, maybe, maybe.
0: See, I see the system not only working but being um, overly cautious. So that young-looking, like, how did, how, like, how are you supposed to know if it's 18 or 19 or 18 or 17? Yeah, exactly. When the difference is a day, so I feel like
1: it'll be like kids that are like 20 can't even play after 10 pm yeah some people don't look their age you know i guess that's why they're having people put in their actual names i bet you they have some kind of registry where Mm -hmm. they can actually look at their social security number their birth date i mean it's an authoritarian state their people are like slaves so i'm so not all well not not the ones that work in government
0: (laughs) they're the only ones
1: the uyghurs well, they also
0: have, like, they've grown to, like, the largest middle class. Um, so mm. they've pulled a lot of people out of poverty. There's a lot of people doing their everyday life. But uh, yeah.
1: I guess Mi or whatever the de- dev- developer of Genshin Impact uh, is, is a good example of a uh, free market or, you know, um, some kind of independent company that's allowed to uh, succeed in China. So. That's good to see. And I know a lot of people in China, a lot of the people are kind of uh, protesting the government there saying, hey, like, leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think almost all companies in China
0: are um, partially owned by the state, or at least they have to do whatever the state tells them to. Um,
1: do whatever Winnie Pooh tells them?
0: Yeah.
1: Winnie poo poo. We just got canceled um, in China. Yeah, who cares? Fuck China. What the Chinese government. I should be specific <laughs> right, when I say that. You're <laughs> racist.
0: If you criticize China... Winnie the Pooh, you'll be racist. That's what LeBron James said. <laughs> <laughs>
1: China isn't a race. Um, You know, October's going to be pretty big. I don't know if you're going to cover this, but in October, there's, I think, five big games coming out. We don't have to get into all of them in detail, but uh, October 8th, Metroid Dread. Uh, October 7th, Far Cry 6. Uh, October 22nd, Battlefield 2042, which I'll probably end up playing. And October 26th, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I don't know about that. And then October 28th, Age of Empires 4, which I'm definitely getting. Oh, so That's on Game a Pass, big... day one. Oh, it it's, is? It's a Microsoft oh. game. Oh. Yeah, and you just talked me into getting Game Pass, too. So... I'm super happy I got that. That's totally worth it. For anybody who doesn't know, and I was skeptical, uh, Justin told me about it, and I didn't listen for a while. Yep. And then I finally did get it so that we could play Grounded together. Xbox Game Pass is a really good deal. It's just like a bunch of games for 10 bucks a month.
0: Well, it's funny. I guess so. uh, uh, someone, like a game dev, or I mean a game journalist, posted like on Twitter recently about, like yeah, Game Pass is a really great deal. Someone was like, Oh, what are you paid for? And then so (laughs) all the other um, games journalists all start tweeting things like Game Pass is an amazing deal. You'd have to be crazy not to get And like none of them were most of them weren't paid. But, uh, you know, everyone just because it is a great deal. And that's, you know, you don't have to be paid to say that. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't we're not paid for anything that we say.
0: Yeah. I can't wait till we are, though. That's the whole goal yeah. of this podcast—not to give our actual opinions, but to become paid chills
1: for yeah. shitty products to trick. We're just in this for the money, everybody. I just want to
0: get people to trust me enough to buy the shitty stuff I sell them. You know, yeah. just enough to buy my snake
1: yeah. oil. <laughs> yeah, I see this beautiful Steel Series keyboard. Mm-hmm. It's actually really good. Too much steel. And- <laughs> it's it's actually got a good amount of weight to it. The keys are really quiet. I'm a Steel Series fan though. I like the loud but, keys. Uh, oh, I fucking hate it, dude. Stop it. Clack it in, clap. Don't cut back. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, you should uh join some rap competitions. Yeah, you ever watch those on YouTube of like of uh the cringe? Oh Not my the god, cringe. they're so cringe. I always do the good ones. <laughs> no, you gotta do the cringe uh-uh. ones, dude. I can handle it, dude. It's always like someone who's like mediocre, yeah. and then like the next guy comes up and he's like, Yo, don't fuck with me. I'll fuck you like a clown, bitch. And you, you a clown. I'll go grab my gun snitch. from my mom's car. And it's just like, Oh my god.
0: I Shut up. I grabbed my mom's gun out of my mom's purse, and I put on a lipstick because. I'm sick with it. I could be a cringe rapper. I could for sure be a cringe rapper.
1: That should be its own genre. I would watch that to the end of time.
0: Yo, uh, uh, nah, 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 nah,
1: nah, 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 nah,
0: nah, I just thought of that. Yeah, getting jiggy with it. He's the OG, bitch. Dude. Getting jiggy with it is an awesome ass song, though. Getting jiggy with it no. ah, makes you want to move, baby.
1: No, it doesn't,
0: yeah, dude. Well, that's because your body's made of brick and hatred.
1: It is actually.
0: My body's made out of jelly.
1: Your body's made out of jazz,
0: jelly, and jazz,
1: and grapes, and,
0: bl- and blues, and booze, <laughs> yeah.
1: bluesberries, yeah, dude. Uh, all right, yeah, another. <laughs> Let's
0: get back to it. <laughs> this is a funny, uh, or I thought this was a funny, uh, story. So, chip shortage sees smugglers cling, uh, cling filming CPUs to their bodies. Over four million of parts seized. So we're wondering where, like, all the new cars can't be made, and we can't get new video cards, and we can't get new CPUs, It's because. With all these motherfuckers stealing them and smuggling them for other operations. Uh, the tax, the tax, pretty funny. The smaller the chip become, the more cavities they'll fit into. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the smaller they get, the more expensive they get, and the more you can hide. So, good
0: job, uh, good job, PC gamer, for that one. So, uh, I'll just read parts of it. In a recent trend, board smugglers have turned from their usual tricks smuggling mobile phones and trained their eyes on PC parts. In fact, long-haul drivers have been spotted uh, strapping CPUs to their bodies in order to smuggle them across borders. This is the level of desperation reached as chip shortages continue to be a feature of the contemporary industry. In one instance, the Customs Department of Hong Kong had intercepted two drivers crossing Hong kong uh, Macau Bridge on June 16th. The driver and co-driver had been acting rather suspicious and were soon found found to be literally up to their elbows in tech. The two were attempting to smuggle a total of 256 Intel Core i7-10700s and Core i9-10900Ks, which is like a gaming one, CPUs across the border, having strapped the high-end processors all over their body with cling film. Uh, yet another attempt of CPU smuggling, uh, thought to be related to the first, was thwarted just 10 days later on the crossing. This time, 52 chips were spotted by the scanners. At an estimate of $128,000. Ooh, that's a lot. And then even a few days after that, uh, customs seized uh, a batch of uh, smuggled goods. Uh, the haul included more than 2,200 CPUs, 1,000 sticks of RAM and 630 uh, smartphones and some makeup for good measure. apparently
1: we're running out of steel blubber.
0: Yeah. All this gear, uh, which uh, was rounded up to about $4 million worth of CPU. So that's hilarious, dude. We've definitely reached kind of a like cyberpunk future where...
1: People were smugging fucking CPUs, cyberware.
0: Yeah, dude. (laughs) Gamer's gonna be like, oh
1: you got the new Ten Nine hundred. Open up your trench coat. You got like a bunch of like RAM sticks and stuff in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How many sticks? (laughs) How many sticks? (laughs) (laughs) How many sticks? Yeah. That's awesome.
1: It's, it's not tits awesome tits. for my fucking stock portfolio. I'm still drowning and getting butt fucked in my EV stocks.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe if you were better at it. There was no way to know it was going to happen. I knew it was happening. Yeah. Well, Biden was elected president. I'm like, okay, well, electric vehicle uh, is going to get subsidized. Time to buy stocks in the EV market. And the theory was right. And then yeah. there was a chip shortage. It's like... Yeah, I'm sure it'll bounce back, though, because didn't it... He also, Well, I'm not actually going get into it. It always bounces back. Like, you got to be patient.
0: Well, and green is definitely... Like, electric cars are definitely going to be up and coming. Yes. You just got to... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, I haven't looked too much, but a couple of the new games this week we could talk about. I haven't played either of them, though. Um, but I see... Uh, you got uh, Monster Hunter Stories, which... I guess it's like a JRPG set in the Monster Hunter world, so totally different style of game. Um, looks like it's doing pretty good, although people kind of love anything Monster Hunter related.
1: Is that Monster Hunter Stories 2?
0: Stories 2, yeah.
1: Wings of Ruin. Yeah, yeah. mostly positive, 2,000 reviews. So yeah. they're do- it's, it's a good one. Mixed. 75. Yeah. looks looks very pretty one of the top comments uh someone said makes pokemon look like a joke and uh so that's awesome though
0: if it's like you're collecting (laughs) monsters you got fancy graphics
1: yeah i might even get this yeah uh, yeah that comment makes me want to play it (laughs) makes pokemon look like a joke yeah there's some other pokemon references in the comments here as well so Mm
0: mm-hmm yeah, it kind of looks like a kind of mix of Pokemon and then that um, Wrath of the White Witch JRPG, where you kind of had uh, the monsters kind of fight for you and collected them. That's that looks cool. Might do that. Um, were there any other big ones you saw? Yeah.
1: No, no. I think I think we covered most of them.
0: Yeah, it was just the, uh, oh yeah, Sword of Legends Online just came out. It's an MMO RPG. Um, It's doing mostly positive. It just looks like Chinese type RPG, so I'm sure it'll be very pay to win. Mm. But it does look beautiful. Um, Combat looks pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, 1,000 reviews, mostly positive. Came out July 9th. Um, Developers Wang Yuan shang tang entertainment publisher wang, wang shang tang publishers gameforge 4d my favorite
0: yeah your favorite yeah, favorite chinese <laughs> developer yeah wang wang shang tang
1: you haven't heard of
0: them dude dude they're my favorite of course i have <laughs> um yeah that's pretty much all i had to say um do you have any other uh topics you want to touch on before we Get out of here?
1: Uh, no. Uh, again, you know, if you want to um, watch our Let's Play, uh, both Justin and I are doing that together, and uh, I think it's a lot of fun. And if you want to watch that, uh, we release an episode every Tuesday and every Friday at 6 p.m. Uh, my brother John and I are going to be starting a 7 Days to Die Let's Play, and I don't have a date or time on that yet. I'll let you know next podcast.
0: All righty. This has been Nuclear Grenade. Thank you so much. And I'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Godspeed.